Hello and, and welcome to all of our, our loyal uh, listeners to Marketing Meanders with Sally and Sam. It's lovely to speak to everybody again and, and uh, I'm going to say it again. Happy New Year. I'm still within the bounds of, of saying it, uh, I think, at the moment. And here we all are yet again in, in, in lockdown. Uh, uh, if you're in the UK, if you're international, you may already have been in lockdown for a long time. And, but we're all getting through this together and we're, we're remaining very positive. I am recording this uh, from the floor of my, my daughter's bedroom, my seven-year-old daughter. So I have Lego models and I have a, a lovely princess uh, sort of castles and, and um, I think it was, yes, a, a playhouse behind me. So it's a it lovely uh, collection of, of things. And, and uh, Sally is, is, is looking at me there in a far more mature, uh, study well, and uh... because I don't have children I have a dog snoring in the corner lockdown has affected it not at all and apart, I'm just lucky but I'm also very sad because I have to say some of the Lego was just marvellous there's a beautiful um, horse-drawn carriage just terrific it's it's wonderful and and there are so many more sets to, to be built as, as well actually after Christmas uh, my, my son's been good he's been he's been elongating them out across a whole year so we were putting together what uh, kits he'd been bought for last Christmas and last birthday, having his birthday on the 29th of December means he gets a, a shed load of stuff and, and then you're still building it a year later, yep. which is extraordinary. You see, and we should all look at Lego and think this is how businesses work well. Absolutely. This is it, you see, you know, properly planning, properly laying it out. And he's very meticulous as well. You have to get all the pieces out on the next instruction in, lined up, ready to go. And then he wow. builds it on the next page of instruction. So it's been, it's been quite a learning journey for me, actually. But, this is uh, project management. That's he's a very good bit of project management he's doing there. Absolutely. And, and so I'm thinking he's, he's, he's definitely going to be excelling in that sort of area. And it's, it's been fascinating already with, I mean, we're into day two of, or for us, day three of homeschooling, actually. So uh, my wife is, is doing a, a sterling job at the moment whilst, uh, whilst we were recording this. And it's, uh, it's, 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 it's good fun. It's also challenging, of course. And we're all, we're all facing these issues at the yeah. moment. So, so yes, it's, uh, it's something uh, we, we can't necessarily at the moment outsource education of our, of our, of our children uh, to anybody else. But mm. as marketers, we can outsource um, uh, certain areas of, of our work, of course, and, and, and in and our organisation. absolutely should be outsourcing it because doing everything yourself is not always the best idea. And that's exactly because this is what, uh, a, a fantastic topic to go into today, I think. And, uh, looking back over the Christmas period, I was looking back over our previous uh, recordings and seeing your, your one about DIY in particular, Sally. And, and it's a recurring theme. And it's probably why we're talking about it today, isn't it? Because we've had this recurring yeah. theme come up with all of our guest interviewees. And uh, if you haven't uh, listened to it yet, we have our Christmas and New Year compilation. So listen to that and then go back and listen to all the individual interviews we had with our, our experts. And, and that's the thing, they are experts. I use that word again as um, being uh, experts in their particular fields. And really what's come up is the fact that it's so important to get experts in to, to do certain aspects of, of work within their expertise, isn't it? Rather than you doing everything yourself. Exactly, because they are almost certainly going to do a better job than you. I mean, I don't, one doesn't want to belittle anyone trying to do something different, but it's if you've we've only got x amount of time and actually you haven't got time to become an expert you just don't you may think you do but you don't and if you're running a business you've got 101 other things to do so actually unless you really want to learn how to do a really good website just outsource it because yes you will have a website if you do it yourself but actually the navigation will probably be a bit 
ropey. The design might be a bit touch and go. Uh, you won't have maximised the power you could have with imagery and the way your um, images maybe move or flex or attract attention or colour and all these things. You've, there are professionals that have spent their youth learning how to do this and they will do it for you. So just get a really good thing, which will start working at top whack straight away, rather than you doing it and thinking, oh, I have to sort that out, but you never quite get to sort it out. So your shop never really appears because nobody can find the till. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's it, isn't it? I mean, and, and uh, as you say, it's very much a thing where, I think in the past where I've sort of been running a, a marketing team and and there's been certain things we've gone either oh gosh well we don't have a huge amount of budget or uh you know someone says oh, i'm quite interested in doing this kind of project well so like market research going back to like amanda clayson's and the uh our, our work we we discussed with her about how you know you can do market research on your own and but then actually sometimes you can end up spending far more time uh, for a, a worse, well, it will be more time for a worse result, nine times out of 10, won't it? You know, you actually invest the time and say, oh, we'll do a survey monkey and then we'll ask these questions. But then a professional like Amanda comes in and looks at it and says, well, the problem is, you know, five out of your 10 questions are very leading. Uh, these three don't really give you much vindication, anything to, to quantify or measure against. And these two are kind of okay. Uh, and so it's that sort of, um, you know, you, you may very well be led, you're, you're very close to it. And that's one of the things I always found with outsourcing certain projects. People always said, well, once you become a bit institutionalized, if you're in a large organization or even your own, uh, or perhaps particularly in your own business, you're, you're completely, you're seeing everything from your own perspective. And if you don't get the expertise and an external independent view on, yeah. on whatever you're trying to do, it's going to take more time. It's going to end up probably being more expensive, less effective. And it's probably going to be biased as well, or, or you know, yeah. certainly result of the time you have Absolutely. rather than the money you should invest in it. I mean, I think the whole problem with outsourcing is that we get this, I can't afford it, or we can't afford it, or it's not worth the, while, worth the money. It get clouds your decision making magnificently. And so you're, the first thing you'll think is, oh, this is going to be too expensive. I'll see if I can find out. Mm, don't think that. But you really ought to be doing it from the other end. Go, oh, look. I want a website, look what I can get from this person or this person or this person, I wonder how much they cost. Don't mm. start with the money, budget the money in at the end, but you know, make sure you've got a budget, a budget line in your budget, which is outsourcing. So you haven't got to scrabble money from elsewhere to pay for things, because that will immediately stop you doing it, because you'll think, oh no, I can't afford it because I haven't got any money in that bit of the budget. Mm. That's because you've not put any money in that bit of the budget. Yeah, exactly, exactly, and 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 it's because it, it's also that um, I mean, specifically the the budget lines, and then also the sort of the opportunity cost. As I tell, I used to work for the, the economics consultancy. There's this constant opportunity cost thing coming up about well, you know, you, you, if you if you've got you know you put your marketing executive on a project, and they're taking a lot of their time doing something which isn't actually their job, perhaps, and therefore. Yeah um they are they're not really focusing on, on what they should be or your obviously your own time if you're, it's your own business and as, yep. as as james holden said in our websites um uh, discussion about well you know i would never dream of doing all my financial accounting for the year because yeah. i'm not an expert at it it'll take me a heck of a lot longer to do and 
I could be doing other stuff that's more valuable to me. I could be earning more of the money correctly exactly. and, and getting the expert to do it. Exactly. But, um, but it is very much a commercial thing, isn't it? I say rather if you're in a team with a budget which you hold or your own money, you're investing in your own business, as you say, it's sort of speculate to accumulate in a way. But, but people don't see it that way. As you say, they can just see it as, as a, a cost item cost, uh, exactly. rather than an opportunity. Um, to, to, to do more because as I say you're you're taking away you're paying money okay for that person to do the website but then if you get a website that's going to be more effective even if it gets you um, two or three more clients than you would get perhaps in a website which would take you longer and perhaps not be as good um, it's worth that um, uh, actual input isn't it you know you need to cost it in that way completely it's going to pay back the return is going to be bigger ultimately it's going to be longer the return's going to take longer to get in probably but it's going to be bigger and better and it's all to do with the the trust your your audience has with you so if all of a sudden you've done your own website but people have to battle their way through to find anything or you know it keeps crashing or you know all this kind of thing then you've lost that little bit of trust that you should be developing with your audience and so there's a longer term payback for outsourcing things mm. which make exactly. it worthwhile the other thing you need to do is um we're talking about maybe a um, sole trader or a small company outsourcing things if you work in a big business which has got departments or silos or whatever you want to call it outsourcing is the wrong way to use it way way to use it but please never forget that you can outsource some of your work to another department whose job it is to do that. The number of times we don't go to the IT department and say, oh, we're really looking for something which is going to give us um, automated emailing or something. And you never know their IT, they might actually be able to help you do that. Yeah, exactly. And <clears throat> I think it quite often, definitely been uh, examples of this I've seen in the past where <clears throat> one team perhaps well if there's a place if you work in an organization with multiple marketing teams say or or relate you know marketing and sales team and a pr yeah. team perhaps you know related fields then then one person says oh what we need is a, a listening tool social listening tool and we're going to have something that's then going to pick up on wherever we're mentioned out there and, and what what's the what's the sort of um Oh, I've got the word. The the um. Uh, what what, what do people think? I know what you mean. <laughs> yes, the uh. Oh, I'll, I'll suddenly shout out in a minute. But uh, yes, what what's the sort of uh, the feeling about us uh, online on these platforms, etc. And so their PR team go for it, marketing team one go for it, marketing team two go for it, and at the same time the sales team say, hey, someone in the sales team says, hey, that's really interesting actually. Someone who's not a, a red on that scale of personality type, someone who's more sort of I want to understand my customers better. <laughs> says hey let's let's do this and perhaps you know in this scenario they all do it in the same six month period they haven't asked their it guys about it who could actually then procure it for them mm -hmm. potentially they've all gone off independently yep. and, and thought about it and, and as you say they haven't i mean okay they've outsourced trying to get a tool in but perhaps they've said person our team's going to be the expert at using this and they, they go off yep. and find it you've wasted a huge amount of time instead of going to perhaps your central resource you say if you've got central it and um and that's the thing these days it teams if you read about the best cios out there they realize that what their job is is not just to be the, the central hardware and software providers and keeping all the computers going they are there to help with it across all sorts of functions and completely they you should be talking to them shouldn't you outsourcing to them yep. to help you outsource what you exactly. need exactly so 
and and, and that's a um, there's macro and micro. So let's call the macro is that I'm going to outsource all that. You can outsource your entire marketing activities to something out somebody outside your business, and that's perfectly good as long as they're feeding back. And that's a macro way of outsourcing. And then there's that outsourcing to maybe just one person who's possibly going to design your website. And then there is that really micro bit of outsourcing, which is internal in your company it but just as much it's just possible that the person you're sitting next to might be able to do something for you that you can't do and because they're very used to doing it it might take them just two minutes just to quickly have a quick look at that copy you've written and send it back to you Mm, mm, and that's yeah. so these are all types of outsourcing it's all it's all reaching out to those people around you and never forget the person who's sitting next to you i know nobody at the moment has got anyone sitting next to them but <laughs> never think that the person sitting next to you might not be able to solve your problem in seconds yeah uh, absolutely and i suppose that again comes down to sort of good good communication doesn't it really and then understanding i mean almost i think from a marketing manager's point of view it's sort of uh, more of a understanding the skills that you have available in your in your teams and and, and then also comes down to training as well because I mean much as we're saying of course you know we, we you know we, we should outsource um, to experts absolutely I'm, I'm not going to completely contra contradict myself here I'm just going to say that <laughs> of course at the same time learning and development and, and, and training is important so that I think if you have if, if you're managing a team you have a, a junior marketing assistant or executive comes to you and says look in my my catch up my review I'm, I'm really interested in analytics and I, I love looking into that. And I, I, you know, if there's a focus on this, I'd love to be the person who, who sort of, you know, can, can develop those skills. And you should absolutely, if it's within your remit and everything, and, and you're able to then invest in them and say, right, well, you will be our sort of go-to person. We're, we're going to train you up in that. Uh, and, and here's an opportunity. And then they might go on, because if you're looking at their, as most of my old bosses, which I've been very fortunate to have, have said, look, I'm not focusing on what I need out of you here completely. I'm looking at what you and your life and your future career looks like. If you love analytics and you want to go on and start your own agency in five yeah. years time, brilliant. And if I can invest in you doing that and I can get the best out of you whilst you're learning how to do that, fantastic. That's a win-win for both of us. Um, and that's what I think you should obviously be doing but it doesn't necessarily mean that you just say, right, so that junior person's going to do it. And then we're going to give them all this stuff whilst they're learning to, to do. Perhaps they're the one who's more intimately involved in the project of outsourcing um, the experts. Right. And they're learning from them, aren't they? Yeah, that's exactly right. And you, can, and you can almost, you forget how much you learn in outsourcing. Because although we all think, I'm going to write a brief, marvellous. It's, I know, through talking to lots of people who have been outsourced to, particularly designers, actually, Almost none of us can write briefs. Almost all of us, I'm afraid, are pretty rubbish. It'll say something like, mm, I want this website to work and be look really nice. That'll be the, um, you may have spent, said that in a page, but basically that's all you said. And so we, all, we do learn from when, our, when the designers come back to us and go, mm, when you say work, <laughs> what yes. exactly do you mean by work? I, I, this is exactly I mean I, I, I think that's almost like an entire topic on its own I was going to come up, I've written down my notes here about briefing because as you say I think that is I mean I, potentially the biggest thing isn't it really about about almost, I'm obviously getting the job done yeah. but that's the thing briefs are almost well not almost always but an awful lot of the time are very badly constructed aren't they very badly written and actually half of the value 
comes in you doing a brief and then effectively a good outsourced expert coming in and almost helping you reformat the briefs into their proposal and therefore you go yep. yeah that's what we needed that's what we actually want that's what I mean, we meant yeah exactly we really meant this you sort of come up and say you know and, and then how many people are sort of told right you need to well we've agreed we're going to outsource i don't know the website you're right let's write a brief for it what do we want and you go uh google how to write a website brief you know, <laughs> what what do we actually need here yep. um, and of course, I mean, again, I mean, obviously judging by the size of an organization, but if you are a medium, uh, you know, medium sized organization, you're going to have its multidisciplinary, multi-department potentially, any websites and, and, you know, what you're going to need from that, you know, from a legal point of view, from a marketing point of view, from a sales point of view, for all sorts of point of views. And, yep. and, and, and you're going to get a lot of people involved, a lot of stakeholders have been having been through that process a few times. It's, it's certainly emotional, um, <laughs> but um but the whole, as you say, the, the brief for any piece of work, it teaches you. I mean, I think sometimes even you can end up writing a brief, perhaps if you're more on the scale of, you know, leaning towards outsourcing things or, or, or less, you know, perhaps if you're very skeptical about outsourcing things, you know, if you're very sort of uh, happy to outsource an awful lot and perhaps even outsourcing things you may not need to sometimes, yeah. you could write the brief and then go, Oh, actually, no, we, we can do this because I know if you're good at writing brief, this is what we actually need because yeah. I've taken the time to write it down. But, but half the battle is just getting that brief right, isn't it? Just letting people know exactly what it is you need yeah. and, and turning it into more of a, not just a, a, a kind of a thought at the end of a meeting where everyone's going, yeah. oh yeah, wouldn't it be good if we did this? And you go, and yeah. That's so often how it happens. And brief writing, there's the one thing that often people don't put in a brief because the, the actual description of what you want is a bit vague, but, and then you've suddenly thought, oh no, let's put it in bullet, bullet points. So you've made that a bit better. And then you've possibly said how much you want it to cost, but that's probably very vague. The thing you almost have never done is say how long you've got to do it. Yes. Yeah. What does particularly designers hate this? Because they all go, "Oh, we really need a new cover for our catalogue. Mm, it's going to print on Thursday, and I briefed the designer on Wednesday, so that should be fine." <laughs> yeah, it'll all it'll all work out beautifully, won't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come back and shatter your illusions, don't they? Very, that's very right. And, but time is a really important thing to do in briefs, really important. And that's why you possibly need to decide what you're going to, out don't use outsourcing as a last resort, which is mm. tends to be how it is. Out out outsourcing will be, oh bugger, we haven't quite sorted this out. Let's just give it to somebody else at this crisis moment. Bother. Yeah. And so exactly. they have to do things really quickly and it's not sensible. What you ought to do is sit down at the very beginning of all your planning. So all your, all your, um, all, the, all, the, all those things we talked about, about planning when you're doing a campaign at the very beginning of that campaign planning, pick out the bits that you know you're going to outsource. Yeah. I mean, that, that's the thing, isn't it? Um, I mean, as you say, I mean, cause I think there's, there's going, then going to be even the more, I say simple, but actually, highly useful and important things so for, though for example if you've got a uh, you know procurement i mean you may work for an organization which has a very slick procurement um system uh, unlikely particularly if you're in marketing you're going to sort of start from scratch almost every time reinvent the wheel but if you start up your planning for the year and you say okay well yeah we're, we're likely to need to get um some marketing market research done uh, so we have to brief for that we'd need that that new microsite created Oh, we're going to need a um, new video uh, collection of videos for this new product range. So those are the three things we've identified we need to do. We've got the budget in place, got decent timelines in place. And then you come up with a, um, you know, you get someone to do a, a document, which is about, you know, the front sheet of 
or supplementary sheet of your briefing document which explains what your business is what your outcomes need to be what your focus is etc so you've got that kind of like that um boilerplate stuff which is it gives the flavor and the understanding to people who are tendering for the work yeah um, but you've already got that you don't start from scratch every time so i'm scratching the mm -hmm. head going oh so I need to explain in my own words what our business is and what we need, you know, but you, yeah. if you've got more templated stuff, which That's gives someone a place to start, like yep. this is the skeleton of a brief and we're doing it consistently. So yep. uh, at least we know what's going out there and everyone's working off the same, same hymn sheet, aren't they? Whatever That's service they're providing. Yeah that's exactly right and it'll, it'll make it easier and quicker for you to build up a relationship with people you outsource because hopefully when you find someone you're outsourcing to well you use them over and over again it's not just i'll give them this one thing and then uh, the next time i'll go and use somebody else because why mm. do that because you've learned they've learned things about you but the other thing about building a relationship is don't leave these people out the loop outside the loop it's very easy just to give them all this stuff and then just sit there wait and wait there until they send it all back to you mm, mm. nope it's it's just polite and nice quite apart from anything else to say phone them up once a week and say how are you doing i'm not hassling you but if there are any problems you know is there anything you need from us and just keep that relationship going because you're probably going to get things better and quicker <laughs> if you keep them in the loop yeah absolutely i mean just like with um our before christmas with stefan uh, thomas the networking idea isn't it I mean, it's yeah. that isn't it again and particularly if you are a freelancer i mean your network is also going to be your outsourcing network probably the people who you you Absolutely. trust or the people who refer you so you might sort of share a if you don't have a you certainly don't have anyone sitting next to you as you say at the moment but if you don't have a team of people to discuss something with you think oh, i really need to outsource I need to get a new website or yeah. i need to get a very particular type of new e-commerce e-commerce website and i'm not quite sure but you're using your network of people perhaps who you outsource other things to and you realize they've worked for somebody who's got a great e-commerce website and, exactly. and, and again you're utilizing your network aren't you and then getting suggestions and they're saying oh well yeah had you thought about this you probably want to ask this question that question and oh i know this guy who knows this lady who who could probably yeah. do that for you that's right um you've got that mutual trust again haven't you and you're just sharing ideas and, and that's right and requirements they're basically becoming part of your team that's what you know, yeah. that's what that's what a good outsource person is they're part of your team yeah yeah exactly i mean and, and that's ultimately what i think particularly at the moment where you know people can feel a little bit sort of isolated in the way if you are working for yourself and you're you're thinking oh i mean that that's i suppose where quite often the mentality of oh well it'd be better and quicker if i do it myself uh comes from and you're thinking well yeah. I'll, yeah, I'll crack on and do it and then but then actually if you're doing the whole the good networking stuff and reaching out to others and then, and then having that discussion it is like sort of going get a coffee in the staff yeah, room isn't exactly. it um and and so important because i think we particularly i mean those of us who i suppose who feel i don't know perhaps um perhaps say you're you know really good at you know digital marketing in particular i mean digital marketing is just marketing obviously as i i always say but but if you are good at you're really hot on i don't know crms or whatever it might be and you're thinking well i, I think i kind of know what i'm talking about with that out, be right. this area and you yeah, know yeah. but as, as i think um i think it was james uh holding again who said about well yeah but unless you've specifically focused on all the latest developments in this field so you get it crm but does that necessarily mean that you're great at all marketing automation um yeah and and, exactly. and, and new email systems you've probably got an idea which is great which means it'll help with the brief but 
actually until you've actually sort of spoken to somebody who's asked the right questions of you in a friendly way and said yeah, yeah but how do you thought of this how do you thought of that how do you thought of the other and you go oh oh shit actually um <laughs> maybe maybe yeah. i don't know as much as i thought i did and... yes exactly and the ramifications that these changes might have on the other bits of your business so you need to use them as much as you possibly can however there is the other side of this coin is you also have to remember that i mean sam and i are one of these we're kind of we make money this is how we make money is by helping people so although we're absolutely out there to help you and we will talk to you a lot please never be surprised if we start charging you for us to come to meetings yes yes because exactly. it's that it's it's that out it's it's these freelancers out business and if you can't say oh well we're having a meeting on wednesday it's will be about three hours could you do that before could you come to that before you start doing the work because actually coming to that meeting is part of the work for them yeah yeah exa exactly and that's the thing and I, I mean you can completely understand the mentality around people who are just well they are you know paid to to do be there and do the job and, and every, not every day is the same of course not but you know that they're, they're, they're going to a meeting for two hours is uh, uh, two yeah. hours a day of the day they're being paid for whereas you say for us it's like well unless i'm being paid for that i'm not being paid for that um and therefore um yes i could put some of it down for business development if it's the first beginnings of it but i mean i i've got to i've got yeah. to fair enough i've got to actually put food on the table uh, and i've yes, got to exactly. earn money as you say and and it's uh, i think i've had that in the past uh, well quite recently actually i mean because i i think I, I i i do sometimes lapse into more of a okay yeah yeah, yeah i'll do i'll do this and do that and pick, you know, go the extra mile a little bit but actually this um person who was commissioning me to do some work said um so this was actually a new phase of a project i was already involved in and it was then the next phase of outsourcing to me this particular uh, piece of work on, on linkedin actually and uh, and they just said to me right so um you know uh, give me your invoice for for um for this this new this fresh proposal and i was a little bit taken aback actually because i mean i i had spent a reasonable amount of work on it i shouldn't have been taken aback because i had spent a bit of time you know working on it and i wasn't just sort of coming up and saying okay well this is where we've got to so far and i think maybe we could kind of do this this and that i was actually going to proper this is a plan these are the tactics this is how it's going to be deployed and da dum da dum da dum yeah. and ideas and all the rest of it so i was thinking well i'm providing a huge amount of value here which you know that this um uh, very good client of mine uh, uh, recognized uh, obviously straight away and said well i'm you know i'm i want to pay you for all the time you spent on this okay, i was like fantastic. i was like yes of course great fantastic but it was a little bit like um because it was already an established relationship and you know you're so you're doing the next phase of the outsourcing yeah you kind of think well that's kind of part of the course because i sort of feel like i'm in bd proposal mode but but i mean it's it's nice and it actually i think it's good for in multiple ways because it does make you realize that you know you absolutely what you're doing does add value and um actually in my new um sort of uh business development approach for this year a lot of it is around um either providing a, a workshop or an assessment an appraisal of what somebody actually needs and it comes back to the whole briefing thing because i think i've in the past when i've been commissioning outsourced people they come in and they they provide you a lot of information about you know that they'll, they'll do the work to work out what you need and that, yeah that's right that's vast amount of value immediately that, that i say that's half yeah. the battle one exactly and that's what value and you should exactly. be paid for it as you say yeah no exactly I'm so, yeah, and actually I mean, it gets really, it then gets awkward. The, the longer your relationship goes on with, you have to keep talking about the money. You really do, because uh, it shouldn't be the dirty word. It shouldn't be the elephant in the room. Mm. Because actually, if you actually want to just phone your, your the person who's doing your website up for a kind of quick half hour chat, because you've had a good idea, you need to, 
that's lovely and I'm sure the person will talk to you for half an hour but that's half an hour of time either that they're not doing work for somebody else because they're chatting to you or they're giving you a lot of ideas and they don't know whether you're going to use them with those ideas mm. so mm. you might just take all those ideas and go oh yeah I'll do that myself or I'll do that so you're you've it's a really difficult you, you need we need to become braver about talking about money because it's yeah. not dirty. We're not being mean. Us freelancers aren't sitting there going, oh, how can I fleece as much as possible from these piece of people? It's just a, a quick, it's just a, you, you have to pay me for what I do for you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, you know, that's the thing. It, it is that transaction and it's, uh, and as I say, I always like to frame it in the way of, of providing value, which is a nice sort of euphemistic yeah, way exactly of right. pay me for stuff that helps you do things. Uh, but uh, but that that is it, isn't it? And I think that's really important. I think potentially for I mean, as we're seeing again, I mean, I, I every day I look on LinkedIn, there's a new person saying, "Hey, I've finally gone freelance," and uh, we know that's a big trend in the UK at the moment, and and that's great. But I think a lot of people who are out there who are starting freelancing, that that's one of the things, isn't it? I mean, if you've always been used to, you know, I mean, certainly in marketing, you know, yeah, you're spending budget you're picking up a paycheck every month you're not necessarily you're not having to ask anybody for yeah. could you could you give me some money for doing this uh, yeah. because uh, i'm not just going to get it anyway and and that's that's a big thing isn't it because um i think if you you just need to look back at your own your own experience don't you as you say and just say well i've seen that um in 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 these relationships of course i've been very willing to pay you know people to do these jobs for me because otherwise they wouldn't get done and, and they're giving me their expertise and so yep. why why would I not? But um, but it can be something, as you say, if you if you are a bit sort of backward about coming forward about asking asking for money and charging yeah. things, a people will just in, in a nice way, in a nice way, in a nice way, exploit you in in, in a non manipulative, <laughs> non intentionally manipulative yeah. way, exploit that because yeah. you do because you're too busy with other stuff. You're like, great, fantastic, Sam's going to give me a ten page report on this for nothing. Brilliant, thanks very much. That's great. Yeah. Eventually, you might go. Oh, maybe I should pay him something. Oh, but I'm commissioning for that project anyway, so it's fine. I'm yeah, he'll do that anyway. Be fine. Yeah, he'll be all right. He's not asked for anything, so if he's not asked, then yeah, I give. You know, um, there's that, and and then also you can, yeah, you can just end up undervaluing your own offering, can't you? And people think, well, oh, so they're not they're not charging for their time to talk about this. Well, okay. Um, I mean, it's quite interesting for some, in some. I mean, it's interesting if you, if for those of you who are listening who are actually a freelancer it's quite beneficial to think about how you do put together your quotes rather than just saying build a website three thousand pounds if you cut it up into bits and say initial development or brief monitoring x amount or and then after every single chunk that you've put there put an outcome so say um source digital Visual, no, store, store, source visuals, whatever cost that's going to be. Um, and then the outcome is going to be uh, copyright obsessed visuals on your website that you can have forever. Because it makes your clients then realize what they're paying for and the value, as you've been saying, Sam, that they're going to get back from it. And it can make them think, actually, this really is worthwhile. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's it, isn't it? And very much breaking it down into digestible chunks because then if they're having to justify or share it with a, a, a budget meeting yeah. particularly at the moment probably yep. finance people saying <coughs> right what's um what's yeah, what this about then <laughs> yeah what, what can we get rid of this today? Well, no no but this, this is really important because now we've got these visuals we can use in perpetuity uh, and that this person provided that for us and that's that's really that's useful right. we can use it in all these campaigns and blah, 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 and you've just got you've got more detail haven't you rather than just saying well they just did this website 
uh, and that's it. And, and even yeah. for your own plans, you can say, well, they did this website and they built this microsite, which is a landing page actually for this new campaign, which is indispensable yeah. because this is where we get 50% of our business and we yeah. drive yeah. them here. And we needed to have an independent website, which we could monkey around with all the time and test, get the best value for money. And, yeah. and, and, then, you know, it's, it's, it's that sort of thing, isn't it really? But it's, but I think that's one of the, yeah, definitely from a freelance point of view, it's one of the hardest things to begin with. I mean, there's loads of people out there offering good advice and other people offering just all sorts of advice on how to charge and, and, and understanding yeah. the value you, you actually give your clients. And right. every, every freelancer, every other freelancer I've spoken to sort of has almost said, well, I started on this sort of charging by the hour, then I charge by the day, then I kind of charge by the project and then I sort of charge by the value and outcome. And I know it's, it's not an easy thing to, to always pin down and certainly the confidence you need to begin with, unless you're very sort of, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm, I, I know I'm going to give a, I'm worth a fortune. Yeah. You know, I'm going to, this website is going to bring them in 2 million, you know, in, in business. So I'm going to charge, you know, whatever hundred yeah. grand or whatever it might be. But I mean, obviously if you've got that, the more experience you get, I guess, the more, the more you can, yeah, you've got evidence. Value. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Evidence. I was just going, Hey, I'm going to charge the world. I don't care. But, but that's, yeah, that's, um, an ongoing issue is a, a designer who I work with quite a lot and um, a designer he knows who, who really still struggles. He's been a freelancer for a while now, actually, and he still struggles to um, really define how much, I know we're sort of slightly straying here in a way, but we're looking at it from the other side, aren't we really? Yeah. Um, how to charge for his work. And one of the things he always does, he never puts any slack in there. He always sort of says, well, I think it'll be this much. And sort of goes by the minimum amount of time it's going to take him to, to do a project. And it could be a fantastic project, which is going to over-deliver. And mainly does, because this guy's really talented in, in graphical, um, very advanced graphical 3D design and things like that. And um, yeah, basically just, I think he, get, he gets himself exploited all the time because, or, or does it, and then has to come back to the client and say, ah, oh, sorry, you know, I said uh, it's this much. It's actually twice as much because I actually spent far more time on it and, and and it was really consuming and and that's a real problem because he keeps yeah. going keeps on making that sort of mistake um yeah, and so you do have to adapt don't you if you're coming from being an outsourced provider you 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 kind of have to give yourself enough respect and your talents enough respect don't you no, that's that's exactly right. you know you don't don't give yourself away for free yeah moreover yeah. if you do give yourself away for free people are going to go well, the, the other thing about quoting is that if oh that's a bit cheap she can't be any good mm. yeah there is this kind of invisible relationship between quality and price yes that's why prada bags cost so much i suspect a prada bag is not intrinsically any better than the bags that we put together sam exactly They're just charging more so people think it's better exactly our cotswold handbags are, are very reasonably priced but also they're worth every penny they're exactly this is the thing but as you say if we, if we put our cotswold handbags out there you know genuine italian leather handbags designed and handcrafted in the Cotswolds and we mm -hmm. say and they're uh, I don't know it's £8.50 a bag if I've got on a website and I'm just scooting through and say all right so you buy a, oh so it says it's all really good value but it's £8.50 oh well it's obviously fake then and it's it's yeah, not real leather exactly. and it, it must be but it's going to fall apart the moment I get it exactly but if we say oh it's £85 you go oh okay well uh, but immediately your 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 processing your brain has has put it into a category it's gone, you've got to yep. do oh okay well based on relative relative positions of everything else I know about handbags and, and how much I would usually pay. Yeah. That's it's here. Okay. And then there's all the messaging that backs it up to say, dum dum dum, this is great. This is great. Testimonial video, blah, blah, blah. 
that's relatively put it in there but in your own offerings as well as you say if you sort of come up and say yeah i can do you know i'll do i'll do a weeks of con- week consulting for you for uh you know a uh, hundred quid for for a 10-day project to 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 work out what you need in in your marketing and strategy yeah. like, like a marketing high i'll build strategy. a perfect strategy for 50 quid yeah there you go it's like immediately some i mean some people might go oh my god what a bargain fantastic but most people are going to go oh no 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 that's 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 not genuine that that's that's probably uh trying to someone trying to i don't know scam me or something that's not real and so you've got i mean again like your own if you're working in marketing understanding where you are positioning your offering that's right um and how that's going to be seen by by the the person who's outsourcing as well um and there's the other thing again just leaping back a bit to networking and relationships i think if you're if you're doing outsourcing because i'm relating it to how people actually win business uh, and 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 like the stuff Stefan was talking about in networking where you know you feel like your return investment in 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 relationships and conversations is not paying off but actually when you're known when you're you're positioning your own expertise in an area someone's hearing that listening to it and then perhaps they're talking about that to somebody else who yep. is interested in, in in getting somebody on board because again, from the procurement site, you might be thinking, well, where do I start? Do I just go for the local people who build websites um, because I just fancy a quick car journey or or in this instance, perhaps not, uh, but normal times, uh, we should go with a local firm. And you go, because the London firm's gonna be too expensive just because they're in London. And I don't fancy getting the train to London or something. Or you go, but no, but is it about specific expertise and what do I need? And But if you've heard from other people saying, yes, guys really good at e-commerce websites in particular yeah we go for our handbags and go well great we're not after like a you know just purely beautiful visuals website we need a really want it to actually work and bring give return exactly and and therefore somebody's really good at e-commerce websites oh and you know angela was talking to me the other day about this 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 guy based in chester who who does fantastic e-commerce websites for medium-sized businesses brilliant let's let's have a look you know that's where we can start you know and then you've got then a a mark in the sand haven't you with with genuine human to human explanations about exactly right um but yeah that's it's important isn't it because gosh we've got this from both sides which is good i think that that's important isn't it yeah because i think possibly most some of our listeners are both either side are buying and selling yeah outsource services so I think yeah. we've rounded this off rather beautifully. Look at us, aren't we cleverer than we think? It's extraordinary for, for this early in 2021 to be able to have a conversation like this and, and go around it, I think is, is really good. And I, I think it'd be interesting if there's uh, anybody out there who has any um, experiences of, of good or, or bad outsourcing experiences Absolutely. from either side would be interesting, wouldn't it? Whether you yep. you feel you've been exploited in a tendering process and had to do a huge amount of work for, for nothing or for very little or, or yep. you're like where i start with the brief because we we could we could potentially do a um, um another one on you know we could do a whole meander about briefing yeah briefing where to start with the brief and, and then some yep. practical bullet points about what to do Completely. with it but, um so yeah i think anybody should get in touch on that because i'd be interested to know what other people's experiences are and, and well what you do find good. particularly difficult about what you know about phoning someone up and saying can you help me do this what is is it oh what what is the problem is the problem the price is the problem the brief is the problem am i going to like this person because you do have to like them yeah to a certain extent you probably need to have a little tiny spark 
yeah exactly exactly and and as you said i mean it, it, it does come back to that very human level i think doesn't it where you feel you can you can trust what someone's going to do you know for yeah. you and meet them one of my old bosses always used to say well i've, I've got to see these people i've got to meet them um before i do anything uh but i i'm, and I'm not going to send them out a massive contract because I mean, he actually, I think I've mentioned it before, but he said he always believed that if you need a contract or at least a big formalized multi-layered contract, depending on the amount of money you're investing, I guess, but if you need a massive contract, then there's no point because you can't trust each other, really. So that is he interesting. was very old school in that yeah. way, but I liked that. I, I admired that. Yeah. Um, obviously, if you're doing a multi-million pound website project, you might want to have some protections in there, but um, but I think it, it, the sentiment was was really positive actually i really like that um so so yes people should let us know what they think and, and what experiences yeah. they've had uh, i'd be fascinated um that can feed into another another meander exactly and we may well come back to this again yes indeed indeed but it's um yes enjoyable going on the the outsourcing uh exactly. world which is quite yes. good yes we've 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 avoided yet another oxbow lake and we're meandering down the river it's fab the marketing river Exactly, as as the, the kayak as the kayak uh, sort of uh, sales team go go past us, <laughs> and, uh, we, and uh, yeah, the, the, the finance guys at the weir down down there <laughs> the, there to talk to us with our new year budget plans and uh, financial year plans, and uh, yeah. but we already know that's good, and and hopefully yes, we'll be talking more more finance stuff again, won't we? Which is critical. Yeah, uh, very shortly. So um, everyone thinks it's boring, but you can't do anything good without knowing exactly what's going on financially. Exactly, that that's the thing, isn't it? And so I think, uh, yeah, no, it'll be good. We're good. We'll be talking about that as well, won't we? In the in the, in the coming weeks and months of this Indeed. lockdown, um, which should be good fun, actually. So, well, thank you very much. I really enjoyed that. So. But that was great. And happy New Year! It's a good way to start it. Indeed, it is. Yes, and uh, and everything is. You know, we're f hopefully pushing forward with hopeful thoughts and lights at the end of tunnels and green fields beyond and, and uh, we're, we're keeping the positivity going so we hope Indeed. that our listeners are, are feeling that as well which is Brilliant. so important thank okay. you very much everybody take care